Hello Radsters, you are listening to the Weekly Roundup with Alex and Dan. I'm very excited for a certain game coming out next year, but when we get to that, I am Dan. And I am Alex. And uh, what have we got this week, Dan? We're going to be talking about E3. Alright. So we're going to be talking about some of the games, potential consoles, etc. coming out in the next few months to a year. Cool. And we've um, we've just, I think we're finding back to the last couple of days of E3, haven't we? It's, it's been... Been on our news feeds all week, really, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I've had to keep my eyes on it, keep on keep myself on my toes to make sure we record a delicious podcast for some of our gaming listeners. And there's there's quite a lot this year. I mean, there always is every year, but it seems like there's there's quite a lot of new content to, to cover off. So, um, I guess we will get straight into it. And which did you want to start off with? Shall we start off with Microsoft? Yeah, let's do it. So, they have actually announced their next-gen console, which is going to be on sale later next year. It is, yeah. Uh, Christmas 2020, or for our American listeners, um, howdy, uh, it's going to be the holidays of 2020. Um, and yeah, it's a Project Scarlet at the moment, it's called. Didn't reveal much, did they? So they haven't actually shown what the console looks like, but they have given us a bit of a spec idea. Mm. So... Custom design processor made by AMD, and it's going to be four times more powerful than the Xbox One X, which is pretty powerful, I'd say. It's um, it's 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 a high-end console from Xbox. If they know too much about Xbox, I think you've got PS4 Pro, yeah, which is their equivalent, and obviously it's a higher-end, um, slimmer version for Xbox, and that's that's pretty damn good. 120 frames per second. Well, let's see if that's stable. Um, mm. I'm always sceptical when they start to announce these things, but if they can put off a stable 120, that's going to be phenomenal. It's going to support 8K resolution. Now, I mean, I'm only aware of 4K at the moment, and I'm still working on 1080p. Shocking. I don't. I think the standard now for the new TVs tends to be 4K. I don't... And this is the thing. So they can bring out the capability of an 8K kind of output, but I don't think many people are going to be able to get the benefit of that unless either they spend thousands of pounds on the TV or they wait until technology catches up but I mean it's nice to know that you've got some kind of longevity there in your in your console sadly I, I'll have no money for this not to plow into this whole 8k TVs and new consoles sadly never say never Dan never say never although they haven't actually mentioned whether it's going to be limited to streaming or if it's or if games are included so we have to sort of see what happens on the front of of that side of things yeah I've been paying attention to this over the last um, couple of weeks and months and they're saying that they're going to do away with physical discs altogether makes sense everything's on a cloud now pretty much well and that's the thing so I mean we'll come to it in just a little bit or we can talk about it in a, in a second if you want to keep with um, um, you know console type stuff down but um, I mean ultimately all of my games are electronic I don't, I don't have any physical discs Really? Because when I first shopped in my my 360, quite a few years ago now, the, the games are worth nothing. No, that's true. So there's no point in buying the discs to to have then the the hassle home to take out the discs, put them back in, get them scratched. Got a little boy, probably going to chew them. You know, if they're worth nothing when when I'm finished with them, I might as well just have them forever in the cloud, because a disc obviously over time will become damaged and literally spend what 30, 50, 60 pounds on the game now. In a couple of years time you'll shop it in for two quid no it's true and it's, it's soul destroying so that's why I mean you cost you pay a little bit more obviously through through uh, through Xbox but 
I think is going to be the death of the high street gaming industry. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's true. I bought Fallout 4 back in 2015, I want to say. I cashed it in a couple of years ago and got about 80 quid for it after spending about 40. Yeah. So, yeah, it's... Uh, and I, I get the markup, but then your, you know, your CEX or um, Game or whoever over here in the UK, you know, is left on in the high street, which is very little. Um, they'll then sell that on for like 15 quid. Yeah, and the mark markups are so so unfair for games. You might as well just pay that a little bit extra, ten pounds on top, which I know is expensive for some people. Um, you know, when you've been saving up for these things, but it's ten quid extra, and you got it for life between consoles. So that's my sales pitch, but that's also why I think it is going to go digital only, um, because why bother? The discs are redundant. I think. True, totally agree with you there. Mm. Uh, just to round off Project Scarlet, the last part is it's going to contain a solid state drive just yes. to reduce those load times. Which is um, it's only a good thing. But actually, let's keep with um, kind of the infrastructure and let's look at Project xCloud. Yep. Do you hear about this? I did hear about this, but obviously with the way technology's progressing and now I'm getting older, I can't keep up, Alex. Yeah. So I think it was um, a couple of days ago after the, the main press release uh, Phil Spencer, head of um, Xbox, basically announced that. Um, I mean, currently, I'm not sure, oh, you've got an Xbox, Dan, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. So you know that you can stream from your Xbox to um, your Windows 10 PC. Okay. Sadly, I don't have Windows 10. Ah, I've got you, a Mac. So okay. If you did, all you need to do is download the companion app. It's free, and you can stream it as long as you're on the same Wi-Fi network. Mm-hmm. Had that for a couple of years. Um, what they're saying is though, this um, holiday or you know over here Christmas. Um, you'll be able to stream to any device. Okay, this is cool. Which is a game changer because actually anything becomes your portable um, gaming device. Uh, what they're saying is that um, uh, it will turn your current Xbox into your own personal gaming server. Ooh. So obviously you've always got to be connected to the internet and I always am. But again, there's people who don't really or, or haven't got their routers close enough, they've got to think about that. Um, but yeah, effectively, you'll be able to stream through the cloud, new Project X cloud, um, to any device that has a companion app, which means that iPads, phones, anything that has a decent display can stream your own personal games. So you're telling me I'll be able to play games on my mobile phone? That's the way it's looking. Game changing. Most definitely. And um, what they're saying is some games, I guess there had to be some development in, um, in flight here to allow you to do the, the touch screen stuff. You know, you have the, the virtual um, controller. Uh, but there's also word that they'll be able to release, and I guess it must be some kind of USB or um, or um, or otherwise kind of device that you can slot onto your iPad, your iPhone, almost like a mini controller. Ooh, okay, this is cool. This is cool. Which, it really, I mean, you can go on a road trip whilst you know someone's driving, hopefully not you, because you'd be eyes on the road, while someone's driving, you could be playing a game or you, you know, picking up your last save game. You can be by the swimming pool, being antisocial abroad, and you could be playing your much-loved games. Oh. So, it's I, I, I mean, I've wanted this like, since forever, um, but they're saying it should be available by the end of the year. But some people are saying this is in direct response to Google's Stadia. I've heard about this as well. Which is boasting fantastic frame rates and stability, and all you need is Google Chrome to be running. 
You don't need any, any hardware, any infrastructure. Um, all you need is something that actually has Google Chrome. You log in and it uses cloud device, uh, cloud storage to, to play your games. So this is a direct competition, but I mean, they're very two different things, but nonetheless, this is the first kind of way in which we're seeing the big giants kind of head off um, the giant, which is Google. Mm. So I'm really looking forward to that because it's just around the corner. I don't have to pay anything for it, but I probably will for that kind of that handy controller thing. I'd be up for that. And I say this because my other half travels all over the world to these marathon majors. So Be not Beijing. Oh, one day. Yeah, not not going that far. There's Tokyo. There's Boston. There's New York, um, Berlin, and various other places. And sometimes when she's running for five six hours, I want something to do. I need to be playing games. Well, what you should be doing, Dan, is, is cheering and clapping, you know, and, and whooping, not. Not looking down at your phone playing uh, FIFA well, <laughs> or Final Fantasy remakes. My internal compass is is rubbish. Um, so when I was in Berlin supporting her running this marathon, she will be listening to this. Does she know this? Yeah, she knows. Okay. She knows. Um, I, f- I found her at one point. Saw her go past. Hello, goodbye. And after that, I couldn't find out where I was going. I didn't know where the hotel was. I was just stuck. So I just loitered around the, the, the finish line. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, and did she she turned up eventually? Oh yeah, she did. Five and a half hours later. All right. Okay. So she did well. She did. Um, but you, what you're saying is you could have done with um, you know using Project X Cloud and, and catch up some gaming while you're waiting. Something to keep myself entertained. Yeah. Very good. Well, um, yeah, fantastic stuff. I can't wait. I couldn't see anything down on the PlayStation front to to match. Had they got anything in terms no. of hardware? Sony actually opted out of the event entirely this year. They did, that's why. I did wonder, yeah. Yeah, so they didn't actually turn up. Do we know why? No, I'm not sure. Mm. I did try and have a look, but if if any of our listeners can enlighten us on this one, please do get in touch. But otherwise, it's a Microsoft event, essentially. Well, a bit of PC, essentially, because I don't think Switch really turned up, which we'll, we'll talk about in a bit. Um, but that's really interesting actually because what you tend to find is Sony dominate E3 because they, they say they've got these exclusives which tend to be not an awful lot yeah, um, quite weak and um, they've got lots of first party titles um, a lot of people their eyes tend to be on Sony but it's interesting actually that, that Microsoft's dominated so yeah um, I wonder what that is we'll have to have a, a quick look whilst we're recording um Okay, so if that's on uh, on uh, devices, what have we got in terms of games, Dan? Well, we had a uh, cameo this week at E3 for Microsoft. In oh, we did? one Keanu Reeves. We did, yeah. So um, we did our last episode, actually, was on John Wick 3, Power Venom. Uh, if you haven't seen the film, or if you have seen the film, or regardless, just go and listen to it. It's a review. Um, we talk about you know our thoughts, on that, and that's actually our celebration of our one-year... Um, birthday it was for the podcast um, and uh, yeah we've got our thoughts on that and obviously the star of that show is Keanu Reeves and they really kept this quiet didn't they no one knew about it no he just turns up on stage to announce Cyberpunk's 2020 was it for Project Red CD Project Red uh, yeah 2077 um, that's it yeah so we've now got a release date as well as Keanu Reeves which is interesting um, and uh, yeah, it's now the 16th of April 2020 is a release date. That's it. Um, 
Yeah, so he's going to be in that, um, and he's going to be playing a Johnny Silverhand, which apparently is a key character in the game. Do you think it looks like him? Oh, most definitely. Yeah, it's, it's like for like, for sure. Um, and yeah, he seems quite excited by it, and I think everyone else is, because um, I think we said the other week, Dan, um, Keanu's kind of, he's enjoying a kind of resurgence in his career. And he's hot. He's hot topic in Hollywood in a minute. And why not? It's funny. I'm going to sidetrack here. Uh, me and my other half, we watched a film on Netflix recently called "Will You Be My Maybe." Oh yeah. He makes a cameo in that, and he is just hilarious. Ah, now I think I've seen something that's online. Is, doesn't he actually play himself? He does. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, fantastic. It's the funniest cameo I think I've ever seen in a in a film, especially like a, I guess an indie film like that on Netflix. Yeah, apparently he's quite satirical though. Like he doesn't take himself seriously. No, not at all. Yeah, now I've got to see that because I've I've heard really good things by it. But um, uh, yeah, I mean he's he's literally the um, uh, the darling of Hollywood alongside um, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. So um, yeah, looking forward to, to this one. I mean, did you did you play any of the the Witcher series by CD Projekt Red? I've got The Witcher Three on the Xbox One. Actually, I played it a little bit and then I got sidetracked with other games and just life in general but it is there in my collection and I will get back round to playing it mm, it's quite a vast game isn't it's it it's massive so I am probably only probably nearly halfway through it it's gigantic so um, I too have got to, to return but I mean when they do a game they do it right and I've spent a good couple of years on this title now 2077 so yeah um, I think I'm looking forward to it as well as the rest of the internet but whilst we've been talking Dan Sony confirmed in late 2018 that it would not be attending E3 2019. Oh, so they actually announced this quite early on. Because it was looking for a, another inventive opportunities to connect with its own community. Okay. Which still seems quite backward because um, E3 is such a large platform. I just wonder how that one's going to play off. But anyway, that's, that's what they've said. Um, you heard it from us um, guys. That's why they're not here. They've gone rogue. They have. Um, time will tell what they've actually chosen to to use, but that's why. Oh, okay. There were some other games that were shown off. I've only picked like a select few. Oh yeah. So we've got we're going to have the Elden Ring. So this is a fantasy title in collaboration between Game of Thrones writer George R. R. Martin ah. and Dark Souls director Hitaka Miyazaki. That'll do. Our pronunciation every week is appalling, so apologies. Um, but I could have done a better job. Funnily enough, it's probably just the state of my notes. It's just where I've scribbled them <laughs> in the book. We are going to have Outer Worlds, which is a planet-hopping first-person role-playing game. Okay. Again, that's all that was given. So it sounds a bit like No Man's Sky, I guess. You, yeah, that was on that? PlayStation, wasn't it? Initially came out on PlayStation. Mid This time last year, it came out on Xbox oh okay really good and actually since then they've um, for people interested didn't pick it up because it was bugged um, and they've now fixed it and actually it's the game that it was supposed to be when it first came out mm. so it's an absolute bargain at the moment pick it up um, you basically go into to the galaxy into the cosmos and you carve your own story I mean there is a, a loose storyline but it's it's brilliant so do check that one out but it sounds very similar to that then I guess and lastly, a Lego-themed expansion to Microsoft's Forza 4 race driving title. Ah, okay. So do you want to be driving around in Lego cars? 
Um, is it safe? Will it fall apart on me? It depends on how hard you press the bricks together, I guess, Dan. Mm. Or whether you glue them. I never glued my Lego. You shouldn't. It's a heinous act. It is. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I wouldn't get into a Lego car, for sure. Will Ferrell did it in the Lego movie. But he was Lego himself, wasn't he? Yeah, true. Mm. Dodgy. But would you get into a car made of flesh? Because that's effectively what he's doing. That I mean, is very true. If you take a second to think about it, he's he's getting into a car that's made out of himself. So hmm. would you do that? No, probably a not. A meaty car? A meaty car. Would it be safer? Uh, it'd be good for head-on collisions, I guess. But you should be a safe driver anyway, Dan, so that's neither here nor there. Drive safely, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. That's all we're going to leave leave on that mm. but anyway retract. we do um, well let me throw my hat into the ring in terms of other games in down if I said to you destroy all humans have you heard this one destroy all humans or destroy all humans oh destroy all humans yeah no idea uh, it's quite an old title this is a, um, a remake so a mere 15 years after its original release destroy all humans is making a return to the modern console okay next year um, changes this time around allow players to use the alien's psychokinetic abilities alongside his wide array of weaponry, including an anal probe, apparently. An anal probe? Oh, wow. Um, THQ, which are fantastic studio Nordic, has kept most of the original voice acting and returned to record new lines. Um, they've also added a new level, which, of course, is known as Area 52 in, in the game. Now, um, in the... Or 42, shall I say. Now, um... This game is, is tongue-in-cheek, it's quite cartoony, I mean, it's, uh, I'd urge people, if you haven't played it, to, to go and look online and see some gameplay footage. Um, as I say, it's quite an older title, so the graphics are um, a little bit dated, but the concept is you're uh, an alien and you're looking to take control of the Earth. You've got to do certain things, certain objectives, so collect a certain number of cows or destroy a certain number of buildings, all the while, almost like a GTA style, being hunted down by the Air Force and by the Army and, and the military. Um, and it's all quite tongue-in-cheek and you've got these very strange weapons. Um, but it's a fan favourite. I never picked it up for some reason. I don't know why. I was always aware of the game. Uh, I don't think I had a PlayStation at the time when it was when it was on and released. Mm. Um, but I'll definitely be picking this one up. Um, and yeah, that's Destroy All Humans. And that should be, I think, on all platforms. I've never heard of it. Really good. Um, after this episode, Dan, go and have a look on YouTube because it's... It looks like a really quality fun game. Last up from me on the Xbox front. They've announced an Xbox Game Pass for the PC. So it's a, a subscription service that will allow console titles to be downloaded and played on Windows 10. And they announced 100 games which will include Forza Horizon 4 and Halo Masters Chief Collection. Ah. So anyone that's got a PC will be able to start playing Xbox games rather than having to go out and buy an Xbox as well as... Your PC games, I guess, mm. and your PC hardware. I mean, currently you can download and play certain titles that you bought on your Xbox on your PC. For instance, uh, one of them is Quantum Break. That was famously when they first released it by Remedy. A uh, great game, you haven't played it, but it's quite short. But it is it is 100% quality. Um, and, yeah, in that, um, you download and obviously play and you purchase on Xbox... And then on Windows 10, you can download from the marketplace as well. Uh, not most games, I say, aren't backwards compatible or cross-platform, so I say. Um, but that's really interesting to say that they've actually made a lot of effort to do that. So, mm. 
That's good. I guess the only issue I have with PC is, there's no offence to, to our listeners out there, that I know that there is a PC um, gaming uh, fan base for sure, is that you've got to keep up with your, your tech, otherwise you can't play the latest games. Yeah. And I, and I know that PC gaming is superior because of the graphics and probably perhaps the way which you interact with the game, you know, via mouse and keyboard um, over controller, but, you know... It's so expensive to maintain a laptop or a computer that it's cheaper to, to stick with your consoles, especially now if it's all cloud-based. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, you know, if you can keep up with the tech, um, this sounds like a really good solution. And it's about time because, you know, you've got EA, Ubisoft, all the big ones have got their own um, marketplaces, so why shouldn't Xbox? Yeah, totally. Talking about PCs, my brother's got one and he's... As you say, having to keep maintaining it and buying new parts to 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 keep it going. He's yeah. got two screens that run at X amount of frames per second. I've seen him play it; it looks phenomenal. But could I invest that amount of money into no. a PC? Probably not. I think you've got to maintain it every couple of months to to get the best out of it and to play the the the, the, the newest games, which is fine if you if you got that cash. But mm. for me, that's another no. It's a no from me. Double no, but um, what else have you got then, Dan? Let's stick to the m- sort of main scene, I guess, and go on to Nintendo. Oh yeah, so this is the Switch. Yep, yep. So they actually announced this week a sequel to the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. So the Breath of the Wild was one of the best-selling games for the Switch. It were it won several awards and it was praised by critics. Mm. Yeah, it looks really fun and again with the ability to be able to take your switch anywhere you want, uh, and undock it and, and play I think just added the the, the first the versatility to the title. Um everyone that I know who's played it has had great fun with the title. So um yeah, I've yet to play it, but I mean if anyone out there of our listeners has a switch and you want to invite me around, please do. Because uh, I've yet to get my hands on it. But um what are they saying about this this next one? Is it a direct kind of follow-on or is it entirely different, do you know? No, again, I've sort of scribbled notes, but I imagine it's going to be a, a follow-on. Okay, very good. I mean, keeping the Switch then so... And I mentioned this just um, off recording a couple of moments ago, Dan. Um, this one is a bit, a bit sad. Is it Marvel Ultimate Alliance? Yeah, because it's sad because this is a Switch exclusive. Um yeah, you know, and it's a great one for Nintendo to have. But I'm sad because I don't have a Switch and I really love Ultimate Alliance 1. Ultimate Alliance 2 is okay. It's a shinier version of the uh, the first one. The first one's a great pickup. Um, and yeah, effectively what you're seeing is a whole roster of heroes and villains from Marvel um, and also the Cinematic Universe. And you can pick and choose your own roster of heroes and villains together. So you can have Doctor Doom with Sue Storm alongside Daredevil with the Silver Surfer. Okay. Um, and each each individual will have their own individual abilities and specials and you can get them to play off one another. So much like in the Avengers film and you've got uh, Iron Man shooting his unibeam out of his chest or his repulsor blasters onto Cap's shield and then Cap directing the beam. Um, you can do that in the game with certain different powers and they can combine mm. one another so I really like that that uh, that title gutted is on Switch but you know hat off to them they've got to have an exclusive and that's a fantastic one so 
I'm hoping at some point they may decide to expand it, but at the minute it's uh, it's for Switch only. Interesting you say that as well. I went to look at the first and second games. The licensing has been removed, so I can't buy them. No way. Yeah, for real. Apparently the license got removed last year and hasn't been replaced since, but this isn't the first time they've done it. No. I'm gutted. I was really hoping to sort of check it out, but hey, do you know what? I've got Final Fantasy VII to keep me occupied at the moment. Not bitter. No. Um, perhaps you'll have to come around, Dan, and, um, and play it, because I've, I've got both titles. Picked <gasps> them up this time last year. I'll hold you to that. There you go. Um, another really interesting one, Dan. Hmm. Do you own a car? I do. Is it a Tesla? No. Oh. Sadly not. This isn't going to be of any use or interest to you. <laughs> but if you, listener, have a Tesla, or you know someone's got a Tesla, they can download, very soon, Fallout Shelter. Okay. Now, Fallout Shelter is um, kind of a, a management title. Um, it's obviously affiliated with Fallout, but essentially it's a mobile game. It's cartoon style of the uh, the main characters in um, uh, in the game. And you, what you do is you, you have a bunker, and then you earn bottle caps, which is the currency in Fallout, and you can then um, add additional rooms, get people, um, survivors effectively, who visit your shelter to upskill them, train them to get the best out of their um, their abilities and to put them to work in your shelter. Okay. And it's all about power management, food consumption, and you go out and raids and send people on missions. It's, it's actually a really good free-to-play title. I mean, you, you can pay for stuff. Mm. I mean, it's been around for, for ages, this um, recently uh, land on Xbox and um, via the companion app on Windows 10. But yeah, you can now, I think very soon, download it to your Tesla car. Where's the, what's the purpose in having it in your car? Uh, I guess when the car's driving itself on the motorway, you have a quick cheeky game on Fallout Shelter. Just, yeah, that makes sense. Why not? Are you, again, going back to the driving thing, are we not? It's self-driving. Oh uh, yeah, of course it is. I mean, you still have to, uh, I think, I don't know the guidance <laughs> on, on Tesla's, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I'm sure you've got to have some kind of attention being paid. But yeah, effectively, if the car drives itself, you're good to, to do what you like. Good to go, I guess. So yeah, if you have got one or you know someone's got one, um, get them to, to download Fallout Shelter because they will no longer be bored on those long journeys on the motorway. Mm. Final bit of from me on the Nintendo front. Going back to The Witcher 3, it's going to be available later this year on the Switch. The Nintendo version will contain several sections of the original game, as well as some of the expansions and add-ons, and it's going to offer hundreds of hours of gameplay in total. Yeah, massively. Um, I think there's quite a few expansions, I haven't got them, um, but I know they've been very well received. Um, CG CD Project Red have been working on uh, the Witcher for ages and yeah it was met with success critical success so um, really good title to, to make compatible for Switch um, another really smart move mm. so let's move on to the EA front I think it's pretty obvious the first game we're going to talk about is the Star Wars game yes uh, what's it called uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order it is yeah so there's it's quite an interesting... Well, there's a number of different videos coming out of E3. Um, the trailer is probably a good place to start. Um, that tells you a little bit about what's going on. But effectively, they're in a very dark place. Yeah. It's a bit of a synopsis. It tells the tale of a lightsaber-wielding hero 
Shortly after, Darth Vader and Emperor Palpatine grab power and form the evil empire. As, as you say, the gameplay trailer is available. And the story is going to be about someone called Cal Kestis. Uh-huh. Uh, Jedi in training, and his companion is a droid called BD-1, who sits on his back. Mm. Um, much like, I guess, Yoda in Return of the Jedi. And Luke Skywalker. Yeah, um, Yeah. so this is done by Respawn, who I have a lot of love for. Um, they've done games like Titanfall, uh, which are absolutely phenomenal. Um, and yeah, it sees you fighting um, the forces of Dark, or the, the, you know, the, um, the, the, the Empire. And unlike, I guess, another kind of game, did you play any of the Force Un- Unleashed at all? I did, yeah. I played yeah. both of them. Loved the first one. And the second one didn't really wow me as much as the first one, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I didn't. I don't think I ever played the second one, but the first one really enjoyed. So unlike that where you can kind of walk on a knife's edge between light and dark, uh, this one you're, you are fully bona fide a Jedi. So you can't, you can't shoot lightning from your fingertips because any of the baddies can do that. But nonetheless, the, the gameplay footage looks dope. You know, you are wielding a lightsaber, you're blocking, you know, blasters, um, and it looks really, really good. So, um, yeah, looking forward to this one, it's, uh, as again, it's a, it's a darker kind of um, uh, world in which we're seeing our heroes in. You are literally one of two, I think, Jedi that are currently around, and um, everyone is, is up against you. Apparently, you've got to learn your skills in order to be able to to fight off hordes of enemies and they will throw them continually at you it's not one or two baddies oh. on a screen at any given time there's going to be quite the variety and there's going to be quite a lot of them so it sounds like you're going to have to hone your skills pretty quick mm, interesting but yeah I know a lot of people have a lot of love for this um, and I for one are really excited because I love the Force Unleashed I thought it was fantastic mm. and um, yeah I think it's about time we have something new does it worry to you that it's in the hands of EA? Yes, yeah. we've had Battlefront where you had to pay for things, you had to get loot crates and various other things. I loved Battlefront, first one. Um, I thought it was fantastic, and I never touched the second one because it it landed and it was effectively pay to play. Yeah. On top of a premium value, which you have to pay for either the disc or the download, uh, it didn't sit right with me. Um, I, I think EA took a real big uh, reputational battering for it, quite rightly so, and um, yeah, it it worries me that you know those those kinds of um, ethics and the way in which they treat gamers is actually acceptable in mm. the industry. And yeah, I hope that they don't do anything. I don't think there's an opportunity for this because it's a single player, and you can only really do it for multiplayer. But you know, it will remain to be seen. But yeah, Dan, massively concerned because they've burnt games before and they use as cash cows and that's just hugely unfair that's not in the spirit of gaming at all no same with FIFA Ultimate Team I never got into it I just didn't want to fork out all the money just to get Maradona or someone like that for my for my team it just yeah. didn't seem worth it but talking of FIFA oh yeah there wouldn't be an EA announcement without talking about the latest FIFA which this will be FIFA 20 yes can you believe it so, they've announced a new mode called Volta Mode, and it's basically just uh, a new version of FIFA Street, but built into the game, which makes sense. Yeah. Did you ever play FIFA Street? No, um, but I know that people have been screaming for this for, well, ever since FIFA Street came out, what, in the noughties, is it? 
I want to go as was far it? back as 2004, 2005. Yeah, it was early 2000s. I mean, there was... So did, you've, you've got FIFA, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I've played every single FIFA from about 2003, but possibly before that. My brother was more of a football gamer than I was. I mean, shout out to FIFA 98. That was a fantastic title. Cracking game. Um, but um, yeah, no. The reason why I ask you, Dan, because the last couple of games I picked up, FIFA 18, um, and I've got 19... Uh, I play the um, the single player, yep. where you follow um, Alex Hunter through the campaign. I never got around to playing that. I it's, always, it's brilliant. I get so good. I invest so much time in career mode and playing as Pompey, because obviously Portsmouth are in the Premier League or in League One. It's great to sort of build your Lots team. Lots of up. grinding. Yeah. Well, if you ever get time or you perhaps fancy a little bit of a change. Um, the uh, that particular mode, the story mode, is brilliant, and they're going to continue that on to. Uh, into the next one I guess the finale of, of those storylines but that's what's gripping me at the moment because I've recently picked up the uh, FIFA 19 yeah. um, I'm loving it I can't get enough um, and I mean every year is slightly different but the same yeah I mean it's interesting you mention this as well because they're going to be introducing a new free kick and penalty system with free kicks players have full control of the spin based on how you use the right analogue stick Okay. Uh, it's difficult to see how all of this will work without playing. So it's going to be one of those things where I think we'll probably see what happens when we do eventually get round to it. Yeah. Apparently, there's going to be some subtle updates on AI and dribbling as well. Okay. Well, I mean, they, they every it's very difficult to tweak this after being around for so long. Um, but you know, subtle things do make the difference. But no, for me, it's a different game modes. It's a single player which is going to make a return. Um, and yeah this this street element I think would be really good because and that's the point I was coming to Dan in the beginning of <laughs> of the single player game um, the, the kind of career mode follow your hero type thing uh, in 18 it started off the story where you picked off in 17 which again I, I didn't get on board with sadly and they were in a favela in Brazil and they were playing in the streets and people were losing their minds going ah well if you've done it in the single player surely there's got to be a mode in, in, in the wider game and there wasn't yeah, which um, obviously left left a lot of fans disappointed. So no, it's good. It's good. It's coming back. Um, have they got a release date for this one? It's usually around September. October. It's usually the end of September, I think. Yeah. One thing I didn't make into my notes, but hey, you can bet your money for sure that it's going to be out in uh, in about four months' time. Yeah, I mean, I can have a quick look while we're uh, talking about other things. Let's make it a deal. We'll see what happens. Very good. So, should we move on to Ubisoft? Yeah. Now, I have an absolute ton of love for Ubisoft. Um, and I want to kick this one off, Dan, actually, with Watch Dogs Legion. Have you played any of Watch Dogs before? No, um, but when I worked for Tesco, I used to work with a lot of gaming friends. Other supermarkets are available. Yeah. Uh, they used to rave about these games. Yeah, so Watch Dog had a phenomenal gameplay trailer. Again, E3 of its time. Um, it it boasted being able to walk around in a free roam kind of city. I think it was uh, Chicago from memory, and um, you could effectively steal cars, change um, traffic lights, and set up ambushes for people. It was mission based. Um, these are the guys done Splinter Cell and the likes. Uh, in reality, it was quite flat. It, the graphics weren't rendered properly, and I think they probably sold a different game entirely 
Fast forward then to probably another four or five years later, and you've got Watch Dogs 2, naturally. But this one was absolutely mind-blowingly phenomenal. So this is based in San Francisco. Uh, the concept is that you uh, control a young lad uh, who's into his tech, disruptive tech, um, almost like a, an IT tech warrior. And he uses remote control drones and little RC buggies to um, you know, to disrupt the world that he's running in, as well as using guns, tasers, and parkour to get around. Um, what they've done this time around, though, is they are moving away from um, the US, and it's now set in a futuristic London. Ooh, okay. And it is kind of a spiritual follow-up to Watch Dogs 2. It looks like it in tone and in its in the way it plays. Um, but you can apparently got to be careful here because I've always said promised things before yep. but apparently you can rec- control and recruit near enough anyone in the open world and I guess the hook will be what that person can do what are their abilities and what can they complement um, you know your your tech legion but yeah this one looks really really good I really enjoyed the second one and in fact I'm going to pick up the expansions probably pretty soon um, but yeah that one's straight off hot on the press uh, have a look at the trailer in fact I'll put all the trailer links from YouTube in the description below so please have a look but yeah Watch Dogs Legion is definitely my one to watch for Ubisoft one of your favourite games oh, yeah. Division 2 yes they are going to allow the game to be played for free between the 13th and the 16th of June so we're right smack bang in the middle of it yeah at the time of recording so I mean Dan if you've got some spare time do download it um, it's a lot of fun um, I doubt you'll be able to get through all of the single player missions and everything else that comes with it in that time but I guess that's the whole point of the open days right that you get hooked and you buy a title yeah but I love it I think it's a great title I would hugely suggest if you don't pick it up during that window um, find someone who has it and then have a get a bit of a game because it's, it's so enjoyable it's so good and if I don't get in the sea then get in the sea get in the sea yeah yeah they actually did announce a number of updates on upcoming episodes. So, brand new raid. Does that make any sense to you? Yeah. So, effectively, this is. They talk a lot about end games these days on these continually growing online only kind of game titles. So, the difference between uh, Ubisoft and um, EA is that Ubisoft, in the main, continually released new content to players mm. and anyway so you get to a level cap you can't progress more uh, it's a rating and ranking system um, so what they, they do is they release certain larger missions which then challenge you at that higher level of performance in, in your character build um, so the more raids the better because it gets people returning back to the game and playing more or more of that title after they finished it so that's that's really good to hear staying on the division front oh yeah they are making a film with Netflix and it's going to be directed by Deadpool director David Leach David Leitch uh, Leach I think Leach and do you know who's going to star in that? no enlighten me Jake Gyllenhaal really? yeah so our boy Mysterio it is um, he's going back to his um, The Day After Tomorrow Roots because that's effectively what um, if you take you know, the, the, the snowy Manhattan kind of uh, scene not the underwater flooding one. Um, that is kind of the division. Um, it's after you know the world markets collapse. Um, there's no kind of economy. Um, there's lawlessness. It's ends of world stuff. 
and there's a, a massive blizzard that takes over New York and Manhattan and you're running around in the in the first game mm. avoiding being shot by um by gangs and the like so I think Jake will be very much at home um he's rather Hollywood pedigree now and he? he's done quite a lot under his belt various yeah. different titles and films and genres um so yeah interesting um gaming films we should do a separate episode actually yeah um but gaming films never really come off like Mortal Kombat like Super Mario Brothers dreadful um there's so many to reel off that we will we'll do an episode but um I'm just a little bit nervous Dan but Ubisoft know their titles know their games Tom Clancy um, mm. so fingers crossed it, it should be alright so Keanu Reeves wasn't the only one to make a cameo at E3 no so Ubisoft had John Bernthal our boy the Punisher yep he was out to promote Ghost Recon Breakpoint yeah so um, this is kind of a follow on from Ghost Recon Wildlands again I love this title again it's another Tom Clancy it's fantastic open world this one is, but you're restricted to an island, but on this island they have different regions, so like a mountainous snowy one, to a jungle, to a woodland, and to a desert, so it's a, it's a self-contained kind of arena if you're playing. Um, the trailer dropped probably about two months ago, um, looks very good, but yes, in there they teased that John Burton would actually um, lend his voice and his likeness to the baddie and that. Um, it looks very good and it's due out in October this year so um, not long to wait on that one no not long at all it's been described as a shooty shooty bang bang power fantasy I'm not I'm not sure if that's a genre title but no? I, I love it <laughs> um, and that's why I love those games so let's go with it then we're going to be moving on to the Bethesda am I saying that right Bethesda, Bethesda yeah Bethesda front they do Fallout, I think. Yeah, Fallout 76. So year two will begin with a free DLC, Wastelanders. And that will be available autumn this year. No precise date, but you're probably looking at, to our American friends, <laughs> Fall. Yeah. And Fallout 76, I think, was met with quite a lot of controversy. Because it was always online, effectively. And I think a lot of gaming communities and gamers... Love to fall out, quite rightly. It's, it's a great series and franchise, and it really did fall short of the mark. So it's interesting they're actually flogging it mm. and doing a year two. Will it be enough, though, to entice people back or to entice new players? Given its poor reception, I don't know. But, I mean, if you've got it, you've still got stuff to look forward to, I guess. I'm just going to digress a little bit. So oh, yeah. last week at work, I did a presentation workshop as part of my apprenticeship. Uh, there was only three of us in there, and I met a lad called Carl. All right. Um, now Carl does sort of the video streaming to like a, an audience. Well, like a like a Twitch or something. That's it. He's on Twitch. He's right, called cool. Alt Carl Delete. Okay. So a little see. shout out to him. Um, he loves Fallout seventy six, but he said he lost a lot of fans because of his love for it. Yeah, it's quite divisive. I mean, I've only picked up. I think it was one before Vegas. Fallout 3 I want to say um, really good I was very late to it but but too vast and too large for me as a, as a, as a world mm. to get engrossed in when I don't have an awful lot of time but I know from what I've heard 76 just hasn't been uh, been popular so yeah um, shout out to Carl I guess um, but keeping with Ubisoft I, if we go back Ancestors no not heard of it after this 
go check on YouTube. Interesting concept, Dan. So, again, these are the guys who do or have done, um, say, the likes of Assassin's Creed. And they've done uh, previous tasks we talked about, you know, um, shoot, 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 bang, bang. Fantasy. Fantasy. <laughs> it does stay. Um, it is now. They are releasing uh, very shortly, I think it's actually this year in the fall, um, you taking control of an ape. And you grow as a child ape and through adulthood to then take on the role and responsibilities of growing your ape clan. Now apparently you'll be surviving environments such as jungles and deserts and the idea is you protect your group as you move throughout these various different environments. Um, you can mate and have families but effectively you are using your primitive instincts to navigate around this kind of prehistoric I guess world um, to the point where you can eventually evolve. Now, this sounds like a totally different type of game than we've ever seen before, mm. really. Um, there's no guns, no weapons. You are having to fend for yourself in a jungle, find food, learn how to, to, to survive in hostile environments. But it's nature. Okay. Damn, nature, you're scary. Damn, nature, you're scary. Damn. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't quite know how that's going to work. But yeah, Ancestors of Humankind Odyssey is out um, this fall, and it's a different title. It it piques my interest, but I don't know for how much. But yeah. I'm interested to see more and more as the weeks and months go on. So back to Bethesda, they showed off a new trailer for Wolfenstein Youngblood. Yes, sadly not my kind of game. That's a but... shooty shooty bang bang title. Yeah, but got... there's there's no. Um, what, what was it no fantasy yeah no fantasy on it uh, lots, lots of Nazis though lots of Nazis yeah, yeah. Um, lots of blood and fire and some stabbing and lots of shooting was described from the trailer mm -hmm. uh, any fans of Wolfenstein will be able to pick this up from the 26th of July this year alright just literally around the corner six weeks from recording and more on the shooty shooty bang bang stuff Doom Eternal is going to be released on the 22nd of November 2019 and the collector's edition will come with a Slayer helmet. All right. I don't know what that is. So you can sit in the comfort of your own home wearing a helmet. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Playing Doom, sure. Why not? Uh, last up, Tom Howard actually mentioned the team are hard at work on Elder Scrolls 6 and Starfield. Now, I love Skyrim, but I don't know if I can invest more hours into another... Another mm. Elder Scrolls game, sadly. I'm I'm too old for that. I don't have time. Mm. But I'm sure that's good news to someone. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, Gods and Monsters. No. Uh, this rings bells. Not yeah. saying I've played, but well, hopefully not because um, you will be from the the future, Dan. <gasps> um, the creators of Assassin's Creed Odyssey have announced a 25th of February release title for this, which sees it set during a time of Greek mythology. And your character, Phoenix, sent to save the Olympians on the island. Um, now, a particular trailer features the staples such as uh, the Minotaur or Minotaur, Gorgon, Cyclops, and will feature platforming and puzzle solving, which apparently people are saying is very similar to that of um, what we've already mentioned, Switches, mm. uh, Zelda Breath of Wild. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't pick up Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I. 
I kind of fell out of favour with Assassin's Creed. I've literally had had every single title in every single platform since they released it back in I don't know, two thousand and what, four? I think. It's been going for some time, isn't it? Um but the the the, the latest kind of RPG type style just couldn't get on board with it. I I, I did, it didn't resonate and I haven't picked up the latest one which is I think based in ancient Greece um, but nonetheless this is going back to kind of the roots the Assassin's mm. Creed roots quite cartoony uh, a different kind of flavour and they're saying that's why there isn't an Assassin's Creed out um, next year because they're taking time out to do a different title which mm. can only be a good thing because I think that franchise needs a little bit of breathing space definitely I'm going to move on to my bread and butter which is Square Enix Ah yes, and I need to talk about the Final Fantasy VII remake. Sorry, Dan, we've run out of time. So for another week, oh, you're a man. I'm only joking. No, go on, Dan. Tell us, tell us all about this that you've been literally itching to talk about for months and months and months on this podcast. We've got a release date. Finally, third of March, 2020. Is that is that soon enough? It still feels a long way away for me, but the way my days are going, it'll probably come around soon enough. Okay. So they have announced that the game will be taking part over two discs. So it's very similar to the original Final Fantasy VII where they had like three discs. Now, this could be something special, but it's unfortunately bad news for any Final Fantasy VII fans. This project could take some time. So most of this game is going to be taking place within Midgar. So they're going to expand on the story a little bit more and sort of flesh it out, I guess. Uh, the, as I say, the end of the the remake will use a hybrid combat system. So in the old one, you just walk around, you would suddenly get this flash, and then you'd go into a battle, and it'd be like turn-based. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, you, you press, like, you can choose a various different abilities, can't you? I guess. Yeah. Um, and then take your turn, and vice versa. So. But this time around, it's going to be real-time hacking and slashing. But you'll get bullet time tactical mode where you can use things like magic, your limit breaks and items. And for anyone interested in this, you can now watch a four minute theatrical trailer, which right. we'll drop in the link below. So how do you feel about one of your most beloved and um, nostalgic titles being slightly different when you pick it up for the second time? It's disappointing that I won't get the whole game. But one of my favourite parts of the game is where you sort of first initially started Midgar. So I'm looking forward to seeing how they... The very beginning. Bulk, yeah. I want to, I'm interested to see how they bulk the story out okay. at the start. Am I going to be able to invest all my time in all the games that come out afterwards? Who knows. But I'm excited for this one. Yeah, good. I'm buzzing. This is my uh, one to watch. Lovely. Um, we're going to switch back to Xbox. We don't talk about any Xbox exclusives. Okay. Um, Gears 5. Never so, got on board with this. Gears of War is one of the best franchises in recent gaming history. Fight me. No, please don't fight me. <laughs> uh, we've really got to start stop offering out uh, fights to our listeners. Um, but the Gears of War franchise is is a great one. Um, you can pick up the titles, download very, very cheaply these days. Um, I think it was even on uh, Games for Gold, which is the you know the free free download service um, with Xbox, uh, very recently, and I've got all of them on download now, and it's effectively um, set in the future, and there is uh, an apocalypse of some sorts 
where these monsters have been waiting, uh, almost like War of the Worlds type, under the ground, just biding their time, and then Emergence Day happens. They come up from the ground and they murder everyone. Oh. Because they're unprepared for it. Are we, uh, is it a shooty, shooty, bang, bang fantasy? Yes. Now we're using that <laughs> genre. Uh, not very catchy, but yeah, it's a shooty, shooty, bang, bang um, fantasy genre. And um, it, it, it was originally over three different games, three different titles. Uh, quite a satisfying, satisfactory ending. Um, they had a couple of fillers in between, and um, naturally Gears 4 was the reboot a couple of years ago. Uh, met with mixed reviews I thought it was a good spiritual successor to the franchise but it lacked some of the magic Um, but Gears 5 again not to be confused with Gears of War they've now um, differentiated difference between the two Gears 5 is due this year 10th September and uh, obviously sees the continuation to Gears 4 Um, the trailer is online again I'll share it in the description below uh, it looks quite good, um, but if you haven't gotten bored with Gears of War or want to be introduced to the um, the storyline and the characters, go back to the beginning. The, the The first game really does hold up. It's a quality piece of work. The script work is fantastic. The storyline is phenomenal, and the gameplay, actually. A lot of the more modern games now have taken features from that title. Um, so, actually, I don't think you'll notice too much in terms of um, the difference in style and gameplay. So... Do pick up Gears of War 1 if you haven't played it because it's a great title. Okay. Last up for me on my notes oh, yeah. is Marvel's Avengers again from Square Enix. It's being developed by Crystal Dynamics and the team behind the new Tomb Raider games. Yes. So at the end of May, uh, Square Enix actually teased the reveal of Marvel's Avengers. It's going to be a single and multiplayer game, which I think we mentioned in a previous episode. Uh, last roundup, yeah, we mentioned that there was um, some features. It's going to be effective. I think I mentioned it was like Des- uh, not Destiny, or like Destiny or the Division, um, but with superheroes. Yeah, which could only be a good thing. I said. Now they did mention this isn't going to be a spin-off from the MCU, which is why our characters don't look like the RDJs, the Chris Evans, etc. Which didn't get a good review did it massive backlash all you've got to do is just search for a hashtag an appropriate hashtag on Twitter uh, and there's an awful lot of hate for it I I can see where they're going with it most Marvel games tend to try and get their own tone or their take on the characters and the reason why they do that is because they try to then introduce a whole back catalogue of different costumes um, you know Beta Ray Bill instead of Thor yeah. or Spider-Man wearing the um the Future Foundation white and, and, and dark blue outfit. You can't really do that with the MCU characters because we haven't seen them dressed like that, so it would look weird. Um, but yet the internet has not been kind to Square Enix this week. Well, I hate to tell the haters this, but there were comics before the films. What? Yeah, yeah. Did you not know this? No. What, what were those books in your in your... In your cupboard. Yeah, we've got quite a few. Um, <laughs> no, I agree, Dan. And, and that's why I I was a little bit disappointed not to see kind of the characters and the costumes that we've been accustomed to. But then logic wins out and I'm thinking, well, why would you not want to do something different? Because mm. the MCU has effectively come to a pause, a natural conclusion for some of those characters at the moment. So I was less less worried about that. Um, but yeah, have you, have you seen Trader Dan? I have. Mostly Hawkeye wasn't in it. However, at the moment, however, the superhero roster will grow over time, 
and new, new superheroes and regions will be delivered at no additional cost. Which is a good thing, right? Then we were complaining about having to pay for things on other games. This ain't EA. No, this is Square Enix who do it proper. Yeah, so we're going to be getting stuff for free, ladies and gentlemen. There will be no loot boxes or pay-to-win scenarios, which, met by me, is a fantastic... It's joyous. Because every, every game these days seems to have loot boxes or can you know, pay-to-win. I just think it's just not in the spirit of things so that's only great news um, the, the final one for me Dan and this is a bit of a curveball but this is my one to watch okay Control again not heard of it now this one went under the radar um, somewhat out of E3 but if you do a digging enough under the surface you'll find this these are guys who originally did Anne Wake uh, Max Payne uh, Quantum Break they have a particular style um, of, uh, of modelling, character modelling uh, and gameplay. And this one sees a Jesse Faden, um, apparently um, a Bureau's newest director. Um, players explore the oldest house, a paranormal New York headquarters, and utilise powerful abilities in order to defeat a deadly enemy known only as the Hiss, mm. which has invaded and corrupted reality. A control is set to be released uh, this summer, 27th of August, late summer, for um, Xbox, Windows, and PlayStation 4, so multi-platform. Uh, um, this one, Dan, you should keep your eyes open. Um, it's only going to be quality if it comes from Remedy. They don't cash out. They don't churn out games willy-nilly. They take their time. Um, and I've loved Alan Wake, Max Payne. Quantum Break had some noticeable... Um, you know, familiar face in there and they did something different where they real life filmed a scene okay and then you followed on the gameplay after that and depending on your choice you made in that game would dictate which episode you saw mm. so naturally the download size was astronomical because you had HD episodes 15, 10, 15 minutes long but it really added a different dimension to the title so these guys are innovators um, and yeah Remedy this one is called Control definitely my one to look out for is there a trailer um i believe there is and there's also um you know gameplay footage alongside commentary from the creators and directors um so yeah i'd, I'd suggest have a look at that one whilst we've been recording i actually most find out dates for fifa oh yeah so that comes out on the 27th of september and marvel's avengers is out on the 15th of may 2020 so just under the year to wait for Avengers yep mm. and that's the problem when you release things so early you get all this hype all this backlash and whilst it's good that you're kind of testing with the online gaming community about how they would receive it a lot of games are going to be dropping between now and then yeah so I still think they're showing a hand too soon but hey um, time will tell but that wraps up for E3 this year. It's been a busy one, Dan. And I think, I mean, I'm genuinely excited to see all these games. I think there's a great roster and a great lineup. Um, I am excited. And actually, some of these things aren't long to wait for. So, um, yeah, exciting stuff. But look, you know, those were our highlights. If you've got any that you think that we've missed or you want to, to shout out about, I mean, Dan, how can people get in contact with us? We're on Facebook on the Weekly Roundup with Alex and Dan. You can 
hit us up on Twitter on at hello underscore TWRad. We're on Instagram on hello.twrad. Or you can email us on hello.twrad at gmail.com. Or you can use Anchor. You can, yeah. There is a link again that I'll post in the contact us details below. Um, all you've got to do now, no download required, although we were pushing it before. And it does take literally minutes to download if you did want to sign up to that uh, a podcast platform. But no, all you've got to do is click on the link and it uses your device's recording functionality. So you click on the link, press record, and you can leave us a voice message and get in touch. So let us know. Um, let us know if you'd want to um, share your thoughts, opinions on what you've seen in E3. Do we miss something or did we underplay something and perhaps we should have given it more airtime? Maybe you're angry at the Avengers game like everyone else. Or maybe like Dan and you can't wait for your Final Fantasy VII remake. Mm. But either way, for another week, I've been Alex. I've been Dan. And we'll see you next time.